2: Hey, everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, should Anthony Davis be providing the Phoenix Suns with bulletin board material before the big game on Sunday? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. That's next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Lockdown Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday. And sometimes on weekends, we get this thing up as fast and as early as we possibly can. So you can always get yourself some content when you want it. Uh, I want to let you know what today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I um, want to get to a very irritated Frank Vogel. Uh, after Sunday's monumental 140 to 111 <laughs> loss to the Phoenix Suns, uh, ten straight road losses for the Lakers. Um, LeBron James with a, another big milestone. Something that seems to happen now, uh, basically daily. Every time he plays, uh, plays a game, um, and we'll try to get some uh, injury news with THT as well. But I mean, let's start with Sunday, Andy, because my God, the Lakers got. Uh, absolutely housed um, by the Suns, and it seemed like the Suns were playing with a very distinct purpose, and it may be a purpose that Anthony Davis gave them before the game even started.
0: Yeah, um, first of all, just laying out everything that went disastrously wrong with the game um, before we even get to AD's uh, pregame comments, which also provided a little bit of clarity about when he could be back. Brian, this game... Was basically not even just over before it started. Like it was over because the Lakers decided to play it. Like pretty much like their agreement to enter the building was enough to sink them. They got doubled up in the first quarter, 48 to 22. At one point in the first well, no, quarter, no, no, it's
2: more than doubled up.
0: I okay. Well, sure. Doubled up <laughs> in a little bit. Let's of, not a, give
2: them, let's not give them credit for just being doubled up. They actually got more than doubled up. D- doubled up,
0: and you know, a little extra for the it effort. Um, right? <laughs> uh, they missed at one point in the first quarter seven straight possessions. They missed their first seven three pointer uh, three point attempts. They had seven turnovers for eleven points given up to Phoenix. Seven, a very unlucky number uh, in that first quarter. Seventeen fast break points given up to Phoenix. Twenty four. Points in the paint in that first quarter, like that is every bit as atrocious as it sounds, combined with the fact that Phoenix did not turn over the ball once, and that is without Chris Paul on the floor. You are not going to dig yourself out of a hole against a team as good as Phoenix in their building, with Brian, as you noted. Uh, probably a wild hair up their ass about uh, the Lakers and some commentary from A.D.
2: So A.D. before the game was asked about last year in the first round and whether or not he thought the Lakers would have won that series. And he said, yes, Uh, the Suns got away with one there because, you know, Davis misses most of that series with a groin injury. Lakers were up 2-1 when he left. And he said that he, you know, being cut away with it. Not even Um, uh, Brian. It's
0: not just that though. He didn't just say that they got away from like he feels that they got away with one. He
2: said, "I think we know that. I think think they know that." Here is the thing. I agree with him, and actually, you know what? A lot of people probably agree with him. Um, I think if you took a poll, um, more people would say yeah, I think the Lakers probably get out of that series um, already up 2-1 if Davis doesn't get hurt. Um, now, the question really becomes then is, what do you gain from saying it out loud? Now, I, I, I'm i sort of, when I first saw the quote, I will admit that I was like, God, I, I I agree with him. I think he's right. I wouldn't have said it out loud. I'm actually wondering now what... He, I, what should he have said instead? I'm interested in your opinion here because the Lakers obviously didn't gain anything by him saying what I think is just the, you know being honest. But what would have been a better answer to that question? Um, well, I mean – Because he obviously believes, as he probably should, that they would have won that series. Um, I think the better answer is I think we would have had a good shot. Like
0: that's propping yourself up without taking anything away from Phoenix – Um, And, you know, and you and I have talked about this before, Brian. We talked about it last year during the series, afterwards, and, you know, over the course of this year. I I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I'm not as convinced as you are, like, dead set convinced. You know, my prediction before the series, you know, before AD was even hurt, was Lakers in seven, which means by definition I thought they were going to get pushed to the limit, could be beaten. You know this. I was very bullish on Phoenix all of last year, and I was early on that bandwagon. But I also don't think it's a crazy statement or opinion from AD either. But in terms of what's the currency in saying it out loud when you are a team that is many games below 500 and has not shown bleep when it comes to what you could be this season if everybody's healthy, I just wonder what you actually gain. Like at at best, Phoenix doesn't give a crap one way or the other at worst you give them something extra to play for in this game and you don't need them extra in this game what you need them in this game is to not care what's the whatever
2: the opposite of extra is yeah Um, i uh, you know (laughs) deficiency i don't know but here's the thing it's like i i expect him to why do you want to motivate them Right. I expect, I expect to be honest. We'll get to the motivation <laughs> thing here in a second. So much it's better than you it's right an easy now. answer. And what, what's interesting to me about this though, is like there have been these kind of different moments throughout the season where you feel like the Lakers just don't quite absorb where they are and what they are. And in, in, in some small ways, like, this is kind of one of those moments because it's like, yes, he's not lying. I wouldn't expect him to lie, and I, and I think he's right. But also, too, this is why I asked the question, like, what do you think the right answer is? <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, I think we would have beaten him last year, but that was last year. And right now, they're, you know, Way better than we are. we have they are the the benchmark for where we need to get. And it's, you know that I yeah, I mean, last year was last year, teams win stuff. They lose stuff based on it. Stuff happens. Um, but none of that matters for where we are right now. And it's, and I don't even think he meant it this way, but it just kind of felt to me like one of these another one of these moments where the Lakers were kind of holding on to this perception of what they think they're supposed to be when they're not because you know to your point about motivation now andy devin booker was asked about this and had some really colorful quotes which we tweeted out at cam brothers uh but one of the things that i thought was interesting was you know when he was asked did you hear about this he said he kind of smiled and was like yes but we would have done the same thing either way like we have kick their asses either way because even if davis doesn't say that a lot they've heard this all year they've heard this chatter all year and I think they will take a an almost perverse pride and pleasure in annihilating the Lakers if they get through yeah. the play and into the first round.
0: Well, I mean, they, look,
2: you saw how much better they were than the Lakers in this
0: game. I don't oh, yeah. I don't think they don't have anything to prove. but again,
2: I think especially too, oh, do you wait, wait, I, I, let me stop real quick though. Because answer this, and then we'll break, and you can make it. Do you think that they don't think they have anything to prove? Because I think I don't. I think no, this team Brian, having the best
0: record in the league against the Lakers, they have alone. nothing to prove. <laughs> but they, they play the with the chip, though. Oh, they absolutely
2: do. They they, they do. The, the league the league like the collective us or yeah, whatever. I still don't think they get taken seriously enough. They they probably don't.
0: I mean, I, I think they, there's still a perception that their road through the West was much easier than it could have been, which to some degree it was. I mean, injuries happened. They got fortunate in not dealing with as many. Although people do forget Chris Paul was actually hurt during so certain the suck the Lakers in the bubble. I mean, look, man, it's every, part of it. It's part of it. Every championship team goes through this. The Lakers have been on both sides of it. They've been on the bad side of it in 2021. They were on the better side of it in 2020. They were on the better side of it in 2010 against Boston. They were on the worst side of it in 2008 against Boston. These things happen. But again, the thing that I think really set these guys off more than AD saying that he thought they could have beat them, because you know what? Fine. Whatever. Cape up your own team. It's the they know it. Uh-huh. The they know it, I think, is actually the bridge too far. Because I don't really? because if nothing else, I don't think they know it.
2: <laughs> I don't actually think AD is <laughs> right that they know it. Even if they do, Andy, it's 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 still reflected in this sort of posture. It's like it, who cares. Like, yeah, Lakers could have won a title last year. Despite everything that went wrong, that if AD is healthy, they could have won another title. Okay. But you weren't and you didn't and now 300 you know 300 days later or whatever we are we're here um someone who could be here though for the you know potential play and is Anthony Davis who did get a little bit of insight into where his recovery is uh so we'll we'll make sure we get into that we'll talk about thT's injury and a very upset Frank Vogel after mo- uh, Sunday's game all that next. Locked
0: on Lakers brought to you by Built Bar. All right, it is early-ish March at this point, mid-March. I think we're almost officially into mid-March, which means, my God, you have given up on everything that you set out to do to better yourself as a human being uh, with your New Year's resolutions. But guess what? You can still eat right and enjoy it. Don't throw that one out yet because Built Bar is going to make it fun for you. For example, if you haven't tried the Puffs, you are missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars they are the first ever protein infused marshmallow fluffy marshmallowy they're not just like a protein bar they're a treat covered in 100 real chocolate great flavors like cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie and like most candy bars two to three hundred calories and i think it's safe to say those are pretty empty most built bars though only 130 calories four grams of sugar only four net carbs but 17 grams of protein that's actually the stuff That you want. And the flavor combinations are always just chef's kiss. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Again, promo
3: code LOCK15, 15% off at built.com. Okay, so uh, we'll
2: get to Anthony Davis um, and his potential long-term potential to play in a play-in game. The Lakers get there. They will uh, finish Sunday's games two and a half up on uh, Portland. Portland uh, won over the weekend. The Lakers obviously losing here on Sunday. Um, I get uncomfortable, Andy, anytime that margin between the Lakers and the 11 uh, is under three games. We are under three games. I am uncomfortable. Uh, we don't know if LeBron's going to play on Monday. LeBron doesn't know if he's going to play on Monday against Toronto. And so, at the very least, that could shrink down a little bit more. Um, so, we'll see old how friend, that goes. Old friend uh, Josh Hart with the Blazers, he's killing it right now. He is not getting the memo about that team trying really hard to avoid the any kind of playoff. <laughs> this is going to be how he doesn't get his option picked up.
0: Like he's he's going to play so well well.
2: he's going to play so well they're going to kick him out of the building sorry man you're uh, clearly not a team player Um, so uh, Frank Vogel was as you tweeted this out at Can Brothers as annoyed sounding at the very least as he has been in any game uh, over the course of this year obviously the final score has something to do with that but like they've gotten their butts kicked plenty of times this year what do you think accounted for frank's mood tonight uh sunday night as much as anything
0: well i mean he had an entire game to stew in just how crappy they were because you know five minutes in you knew the thing was done so mm-hmm. i mean that's a that's a long time
2: to be sitting there thinking about how much it, it was, was if you're saying it was about five minutes because i i was helping get dinner on the table while they were i dvr the game i let people are behind the curtain. Often, we'll try to catch up in a game. fast forward? I came back to that game. I was like Donald Glover in Community. <laughs> you know the scene where he opens the door and the room is on fire and he's got yeah. the pizzas and whatever. I was like, oh, what, what happened here? How are they already down by 22, like four yeah. minutes into this game?
0: So, I mean, you know, Frank Vogel had an entire game to stew in just how much he hated this game. How much... Let's be honest. He hates this roster. Oh, my he God. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Hates
0: I'm glad this roster. That. And, you know, you can talk about the things that Frank Vogel has done over the course of this season that have not helped himself along the way, even while playing a bad hand. And we've debated how much those things have mattered, how much you really can criticize Vogel over it, how much is people being. Ridiculous about it. There was one point in this game where the Lakers were starting to, relatively speaking, chip back at the lead, but Frank wanted to go bigger because DeAndre Ayton was just killing him inside, so he put out a lineup of Dwight, because he wanted that size, joining Mellow, Monk, Austin Reeves, Avery Bradley, and Whatever momentum the Lakers had, and let me be clear, I don't think it was going to sustain itself, but for the yeah. sake of trying to remain as competitive as possible, that thing went off the rails really fast. Yeah, it was only like t- two minutes, but it, it was about two, two to three afford. minutes together, and it put the Lakers way, way back into the hole that they were starting to at least dig themselves out of. And I tweeted out there in the game, like, you can't have Dwight, who is an offensive zero, Avery Bradley, who other than in garbage time today and lately has been an offensive zero and no actual point guard out there, like you just you can't do that. Like, is that why they lost the game? No, but I'm just saying, like in terms of things, Vogel sure. can look at himself watching the tape and go, "The f was I thinking?" But he's yeah, just I mean, he's, he's, so he, and that happens periodically.
2: Sure. Periodically, coaches but he's just get so stuck. Sick you know, they, you know, he, oh, he hates them. Hates them. He, he and this roster. Slowly. I think that's. I, I I wanted. I was curious if you'd say that because that's to me is what guy. Because like the questions, like look, the media is doing the best it can. Like we're trying to ask questions respectfully and all that, but the questions are the questions, and we all know the answers to the questions, but we can't just be like, hey, so you guys are just god awful, right? And it's gonna stay that way because he's you know, he it is a mismatched roster. Part of the reason I think you know you he had that goofy lineup. Was in part because like he's afraid to play Russ now without LeBron. Like they're trying to actually to to avoid those situations as well. It's like when do you when do you play any of these people? Like, you know, Stanley Johnson is you know becoming less playable. Um, you know, from night to night, um, Austin Reeves is doing his best, but you know he's an undrafted rookie free agent. Um, you know, the bench is extremely thin, and I think he like he sort of gets these questions and. I feel like he just wanted to hold up the score sheet and be like, what the bleep do you people want me to do with this? Like what it's LeBron Malik monk. Great story. And what the bleep do you want me to do with it? He came so close to that, at least by Frank Vogelstein. Well, there was one point where he actually, he was talking about
0: the smaller lion paraphrasing a little bit, but he said the smaller lineup that they play, you know, n- no centers isn't, really set up to be great defensively like he yeah. in so he's many ways they you know like it's going to be bad. right and then he said we went bigger to open the second half they started the second half with dwight and as he said not much better
2: yeah, he and, said i don't know and, I, I think he's the guy who was i don't know if that was any better yeah. um and that's the thing it's like people have to understand andy this i mean this whole concept of like are the lakers choosing a big lineup or a small lineup is just is dwight going to play 17 minutes or not like that is it there isn't like when you talk about other teams going big, it's three or four players in different combinations. The Lakers, it's one extremely limited role player and whether or not he plays 15 minutes. Like that's because well, you can't, he, Dwight can't play 28, 30 minutes a game. He cannot. Even if it was good for the Lakers, he can't do it. So, you know, it's, I think he's, I think Vogel's finally just incredibly tired of being asked that question.
0: Well, it's also, too, it's not a matter of, should you play Dwight or do you want to play Dwight? It's do you have to play Dwight? Like -hmm. the matchups are always dictated by not what Frank Vogel, I think really wants to do. It's Dwight has been pretty unplayable this year. He has not been good. Is this a matchup where I have to play him? Because it is unrealistic to have LeBron, Stanley Johnson, Mello, or I guess Wenyon Gabriel as your center. Like is this completely unrealistic? or you know am i getting lebron too tired like is he, is he going to end up vaporizing before we even get to the playoffs like that's really what it is
2: yeah it, it is it is such a frustrating and i think stupid uh if frank discussion was that, that we're having, frank think was, about think about the 180 andy with frank vogel here this year because at the beginning of the year it's like oh my god frank vogel's so set in his ways he refuses to go small which is what the lakers need to do he's letting deandre jordan play and now the same fan is like jesus frank vogel's so set in his ways he won't play go big and play Dwight like you don't think that vogel would go big and defensive oriented if he thought it would work well it's Come funny on, actually
0: it's funny you said that like the minute they told DeAndre, like they released DeAndre because DeAndre wanted to be released. He wanted to go to a situation he thought around the league, and he was right in Philadelphia, that he could play more. If they were that concerned about not having their options to go big, they would have told DeAndre, sorry, like we understand where you're coming from, but we need we need you here as uh-huh. an option because we need to be able to have as much flexibility – going big or going small they told deandre you want to leave fine go <laughs> like that's really what they said God, um and it doesn't help brian that tht is playing on a pretty badly sprained ankle on top of this uh yeah
2: graze a uh, grade two sprain um it is the kind of thing that can put a guy on the sidelines but as tht uh said after Sunday's his game like or was it uh, think about friday's it. It was game really, friday's game thank you uh he didn't speak on sunday um you know, he's playing through pain because they need wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is one of their um, better players, which is telling you something. Not that he's bad, but it's just like, you know, THD limping around is 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 needed. Yep. Um, let's get to the AD um, because um, he did talk about, like, if there is any hope, Andy, it is, it is related entirely as to whether or not Anthony Davis can be able to play. We learned a little bit about that. Uh, we'll talk about it next. Locked on Lakers
0: brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us. For all the latest odds, contests, player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot. For all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering, information needs, including live betting and all your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action.
1: BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Andy, I think we can all agree there's not necessarily a ton of hope remaining
2: in in this season. Uh, The Lakers, (laughs) this is (laughs) is Laker fans who all sit
0: there watching the game. They're they're broke back. It's the non-sexual version of Brokeback Mountain.
2: I wish I knew how to quit you. Like, well, look. Here's the thing. Like, I I don't want to sit here for the next month and a half and like pretend that like just talk about like no hope. Like, look, is five percent a good chance of something happening? Ten percent a good chance of something happening? This is no. Just,
0: this is what you do when you're a fan. Like, you just you do it. Like, and I'm a Laker fan. I you know I first started following the Lakers. When they were bad, actually, like the early '90s, they were post Magic. They were not good. That was well, actually when I broke into my Laker fandom. But once you're into something, you're into something, and you don't let it go. So all of us, we are in this together. And I know we thanked you before, but it it never thank hurts you again. To thank you <laughs> it again. is yeah. worth thanking you again. <laughs> it really um, truly is. This is us to you, even though Spike yes, Lee you. is a Knicks fan.
2: This is us applauding. It's, you. it's also thank it's you. the best best footage we have of people clapping yes um is. so um you know to the defense can't be good without davis um we have seen glimpses and pieces of what it can be if davis and and lebron are dominant at least for setting aside for a moment that again the phoenix suns who they would play in the first round uh will be hyper motivated to just embarrass the the Lakers. And I think they they want Davis to be playing in those games. Oh, their, their team
0: doctors are going to like volunteer to the Lakers.
2: Anything we can do to help. Right. We we (laughs) we want to get AD back on the court as much as you What do you need? Because they're good. Like as LeBron pointed out after Sunday's game, like Phoenix has had more continuity in their starting lineup than any team in the league. And it's really because in part, because that training staff is, is always been renowned. Yeah. So, um, we did learn that AD is coming along. The boot is gone. Um, he's uh walking boot free sans boot uh and yeah so there's at least the the presumption i guess and woge talked about it over the weekend that he'll be back before the end of the year yeah I, ad said that he couldn't
0: put he couldn't put an exact number on when he'd be back or like an exact 100 percent guarantee just because you don't know for sure and as he pointed out there there's we're down to I think like 15 games left, 16 games left. So you don't know for sure, but but I mean Vogel described it as 100 maybe <laughs> before the game. But it, it does sound like there is some growing cautious optimism. You know, LeBron pointed out afterwards that AD's out of the walking boot, which is great to see in and of itself. And you know, LeBron said also too that they are thinking about the long term. Health of, as LeBron put it, and this will be a relief to a lot of fans. Our franchise, mm. he, referring to the Lakers as our franchise, which, given all the stuff headed around the, the or swirling around the deadline, is always nice to hear LeBron speaking about the Lakers. Yeah, in the, the we, although them. it'll
2: also probably make people a little, a little nervous to hear Anthony Davis being referred to that way. If you've soured on Davis as a, as oh. a centerpiece going forward,
0: but either or though, I mean, it does seem like they are starting to if nothing else talk themselves into the idea that AD will be there if not necessarily as a panacea.
2: Yeah, and it's just like cuz I think we'll, we'll see what he can bring like when the first time he came back from that injury his first few games were spectacular. So, mm-hmm. you know, going into the playoffs, going into a play-in situation, going into uh you know, a uh, first round Series against Phoenix, because um, you know, almost guaranteed that's what it would be if they're able to get there. I mean, I, I honestly, I think what it, part of the appeal here is just the, the the story. Like you think about, like, my God, how amazing would it be if they, they, you know, Davis comes back, he and LeBron ball out, maybe Westbrook plays better, Monk plays, you know, really well, whatever. They get through those two games. And like they make that first round into a real series. Like, just think of the story of like, God, the Lakers could be in a position to win that. Um, If nothing else, it makes you feel about better about next season. It does, and it's you know we we make all the we believe Lakers jokes. Like nobody nobody believes in us. Like they like this is a situation where legitimately nobody believes in the Lakers because quite quite frankly nobody should. But, like, you know, it is rare for the Lakers to have the opportunity to enter the playoffs with their fans in a situation where they'd be like, we are legitimately not being given a chance. And, you know, that feeling, until it is whisked away by reality, which is probably what would happen, is kind of fun to hold on to because just that story, the possibility, (laughs) is really cool. Um, And also, too, it's like, if he doesn't come back, if he can't come back, it's like. You know Stu Lance suggested during the fourth quarter when they were doing like some video replay they just keep the clock running I feel like they should do that on the season somehow <laughs> man, if we knew Anthony Davis wasn't coming back just running clock man like I, I don't I don't need to see these games by the way you mentioned Stu holy crap was he on a
0: roll mm-hmm. during the commentary <laughs> like there was there was one moment in the broadcast LeBron hit a three. And Billy Mack says, "Well, again, LeBron doing the heavy lifting, twenty-six points." Stu responds, "LeBron, by the lift. way, did
2: play a good game on Sunday.
0: On one side of the ball, yes, um, but but uh, I only I only focus
2: on one half now.
0: I don't." Billy Max says, pay to the other one." Billy Mac says, "Well, LeBron doing the heavy lifting, twenty-six points." Stu responds, he "Can't lift that heavy though."
2: Yeah. Later in the
0: broadcast, Billy <laughs> Mac says, "Garbage time here in Phoenix, Arizona." Stu starts
2: cracking up. Really? Garbage time since the first quarter. Like, Stu he was, was saying what we rolling. were all thinking. Yes. Yeah. Stu has basically reached the point where, like, you know how you're, like, threatening and you're threatening? I will turn this car around. If you, you people don't stray. I, t- I will stop this car, and I will turn around, and we're going home. Stu has stopped the car, and he's turned the car around, and he's heading home. Well, he also knows, Stu
0: is fully aware, rightly, that he has to say, something truly incendiary, offensive, like really so egregious that you cannot possibly keep yeah. this man on your airwaves <laughs> to get fired.
2: Like Stu can say... Oh, there would be a riot if they fired Stu for being right. too negative after this Stu season. Stu can <laughs> say whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. And this
0: season, he certainly has been.
2: Well, it's the legacy of Chuck Kearns. Yes, you it know, is. The broadcasters are asked to be expected to be honest. Um, I hope that is something that that the Lakers carry through with their broadcast teams um, perhaps more effectively than they did in their pre- and post-game hosts. <laughs> but um, for radio. Neither, right, for radio specifically. That's neither here nor there. Um,
0: Total hypothetical.
2: You're yeah, just, you know.
0: I don't even know who was hosting those shows.
2: I, me neither. <laughs> um, but anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, look the The disgust level is high. Um, Malik Monk, and we didn't even get to this, like talk again about how like we just don't play hard enough and all this stuff. we'll We'll talk about that for for Tuesday's show, um in addition to whatever else the Lakers give to us off that game against the Raptors on Monday. Um, or maybe we'll get to it over. The we'll get to it at some point. Like there's just there's this just toxic combination of a team that doesn't still doesn't get itself like we you know, we talked about in the first segment still doesn't quite play hard enough regularly enough and just sucks like the and 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 doesn't have enough good basketball players to be you know competitive and there's on no level are they fun well i will say
0: this and we can end this on a note of positivity lebron well, during lebron during this game uh set a new milestone he is now the first player and you know first only player in NBA history to have 30,000 plus points. In his case, I think it's around 36,000 thousand. Thirty six, Yeah. 10,000 assists, 10,000 rebounds. And LeBron after the game talked about how a, it just reflects his desire to be able to do anything he wants on the court. And I would say mission just accomplished. From Akron. Um, but well, yeah. And he, he mentioned though, that like these sort of things take him back to, you know, these bigger than life dreams that he had in Akron. And Guys say this stuff, and at times I think it can be a cliche, but you and I talked about this before the game, Brian. It reminds us of how late in Kobe's career, basically every game that he played, he was setting some type of record, and you would talk with Kobe about it afterwards, and even Kobe would be like, really? Like like after a while, like these numbers do, and LeBron felt the same way too, these numbers do start to feel, especially when they're noted as so singular, they do start feeling pretty damn surreal. Like, it's just like, wow, like 30 plus thousand points with 10,000 rebounds with 10,000 assists. That is legitimately staggering. Even if you're LeBron and perfectly aware of what your career has been like, he, you know, he's been at every game where this has happened. So he he knows what he's been doing, but it's still like, damn,
2: it's pretty amazing. It is. Um, He's really good. And um, it is still fun to watch him. You know, there've been moments like that, you know he is still fun to watch, and you know Carmelo has been fun and really fun to listen to, and Malik Monk's story is good, and, and Austin Reeves and whatever. But oh man, overall this team is terrible. Um, all right, but well, we'll see. You, Andy, the season starts on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we might have to start it again later in the week, but we'll let everybody know. Uh, for now, the season. Actually, you know what? I don't think we need to restart the season. It started on Friday. They won, um, so they're one and one in the new season. Mm-hmm. But we might have to start again after Monday, depending on how that goes. Locked on Lakers on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to that. Again, thanks to make thanks for making us your first listen of every day. And we'll see everybody on Tuesday.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.